Hi, my name is Steve Springer. You're listening to Worshiping God, God's Way. In this book on chapter 7, the title was Praise and Worship. And I put that title there because I wanted to talk about a specific thing that we do together. When I say we, I mean all the churches, all the people that go to churches, every service, whether it's a certain denomination, whether it's no denomination, whether it's just a general church service that happens every Sunday, wherever you are. There's a process that takes place on Sunday mornings. We come in together, the people gather together, and they stand in a place and they greet one another, and then the music begins and they begin to praise and sing songs, and they begin to interact uh, with the Lord with these songs that they're singing. Now, in some places, some churches, they only do three or four songs, and then they're finished with that time, and then they move to something else. Other churches will go for longer, 30 minutes perhaps, 45 minutes. They'll go a little bit longer. They've planned a few more songs, and they go, they take it a little bit further. Now, some churches will go extremely long. They, they get together, they start to go before the Lord, and they find themselves singing for a long time. They repeat words and verses, and they start to interact with one another. And at one point, that time ends, and then they move on to the next phase, which is usually the preaching or the message. So when you look at that framework, you have to understand that that system, that arrangement is extremely ancient. That system of doing a service and having that time together, it's so old that it comes really begins about around 400 BC. And you find it in the first century, you find it operating in what was known then as the synagogues. Synagogues in the first century were the place where, you know, Jewish people would meet, congregations would meet, and that they, they did their church thing there. Now, they, they wouldn't call it church, but when the Christians were involved in it, when they started interacting back and forth with Jewish and Christians, they would have meetings there, and it was basically a synagogue setting. Well, that type of setting moves forward into, into time. People during the first century adopt practices and basically the outline of what they do as a service, they outline it, they, they adopt it. It becomes the church, but it really is a reflection of a prior service, which is really the, the synagogue, which was years and centuries before. Now, there's a lot you can say about that. You could study the history of the synagogue, which is a great idea. It's, it's very interesting to see where it came from after the dysphoria and how it turned out and what it is today. And when you're going to be a pastor and you're going to be a church leader, you'd be probably wise to look at that so you can see yourself in history, because that's really where it comes from. But when we talk about gathering into the congregation, bringing people in, I think of when David mentions the congregation, for instance, we come into the gates, we come into the courts, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise into his presence with singing. There's a bit of a formula there that we adopted back, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, where people would come in and we say this, we're coming into the courts of the Lord. And what we do there is sing. 
We come and we praise his name. You know, God said, whoever offers praise glorifies me. So praise is just so much of what God wants us to offer him that it deserves time. It deserves effort. You know, a lot of church musicians, they they come at that portion of service with definite rules, definite plans, and they, they orchestrate it. They orchestrate every song, every word, every moment. And then other people, other churches, they go with this freedom type vibe. They just come in, I've got this song set, I know where we're going, but let's go before the Lord. We'll keep singing, and let's just go until we're done. And both are good. Both have a place. God looks at both, and just, he has this timing for everybody. But when we talk about praise, we're talking about the courts of the Lord. And there's more we could say about that. And then in the next part of this chapter, I'm going to go through the words of praise just briefly and talk about that. But there's something that I want you to know before we get there. First of all, when a person thinks that praise, that praise time, that that is worship, they will most likely enjoy the courts of the Lord, that place where it's taking, or the place where things are being expressed and experiencing God's presence there. But while that's happening, while the holy moments, the places that I would call the holy moments, the one like Mary found at the feet of Jesus, that holy moment, that place of worship, that goes unnoticed. That isn't a focus. And this is why. When people tell someone, if I were to tell you that if you're singing and we're getting into these really great songs and we're just excited, throwing our hands in the air and dancing and singing and shouting. If I tell you that's worship, then why would you think you had to bow down to worship? Why would I say, let's bow down and worship now when I've already said that our praise is worship? Do you follow me here? So we have all these surface services and all this stuff that's happening in church meetings all over the world, and they're all saying that those times of praise are worship. And if you were to watch videos and live streaming, you would see very few people bowing on their faces. They will do it, and you will see it. But the majority of people are standing, lifting their hands and singing, and sincerely singing. But that is because... They believe they're being told that what they're doing is worship. Now, worship to me, and the purpose for this book really, is because that section, that understanding of worship, is being overlooked. No one's talking about that. So we're, that's what we're doing. But remember this if you think praise and worship is the same thing, you are most likely going to skip worship. And stay in the courts of the Lord just praising, and you're going to think that that's okay, and that's a wonderful place. But when you get to the feet of Jesus, and you are worshiping, like Mary worshiped, and you experience that theophany, that place where God's presence, his personal being is there, you will find yourself desiring that place as much, if not more, than the courts of the Lord. The courts of the Lord were designed to bring people in, prepare them. But God said there is a holy place, and it's in front of the courts of the Lord. There's a goal. You get through the courts of the Lord, you sing your songs, you do all the ministry, and then you stop for a second and you go in before God in the holy place. 
You, you postpone some of the talking. You postpone some of the preaching, some of the interactions and the social information. You postpone that, and you put people in a place and allow them to come to where they can worship in the holy place before Jesus. That's what was missing in the synagogue. Now, when I say that, it's not to be harmful in any way or to be disruptive and try to, you know, sound like I'm judging, but what took place in Solomon's temple, what took place in David's tabernacle was not what was taking place in the synagogue. There's a difference. But we reference when we talk about worshiping and praising, we're not thinking synagogue, we're thinking Solomon's temple. We're thinking David's tabernacle. And that's a giant story. David's tabernacle would take up hours, but we could do that sometime. But we have to realize what we're talking about. So when we talk about praise and worship, I'm going to say flat out, it's not the same thing. It has two different meanings, two different places, and we don't want to get those two things confused. We want to set it clearly so we can see clearly and we can operate and be part of God's omniscient presence, His sovereignty, His glory, with understanding and know what we're doing and why we're there. 